War never changes. Remember, no Russian. Did I ever tell you the definition of insanity? If I'm to choose between a greater and lesser evil, I'd rather not choose at all. I'm afraid. I don't know what to do. Everyone I have cared for has either died or left me. Everyone fucking except for you. Hey, hello, my friends. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to the third episode of Let's Talk Video Games with your host, Walter Nunez. And today, we're going to relax and we're going to talk about console games going to PC. Console exclusive games, to be more precise. Because there's been this fight all over the... Pretty much all my life, at least. And I think it's pretty much all the the general life of consoles and PC of whether if PC or consoles are, are the best platform to play your games in. And honestly, the thing has been pretty balanced because even though PC does have a better hardware to run games really smoothly, PC does not have uh, that many, uh, let's say, high-profile exclusives. So on that you know, in that regard, uh, consoles do tend to win. But on hardware, as we all know, PC is the most powerful. There's also this, like, internal battles between platforms. You know, consoles are fighting each other, PlayStation, Nintendo, Xbox. And on the other hand, for some reason, people are fighting inside the PC gaming community. They fight for everything. They fight for... Um, processors for GPUs they are now starting to fight for um, internal platforms like Steam or Epic Games it's just one big fight but the general thing and the thing I'm gonna talk about this time is uh, consoles and PC and this jump this uh, migration to to PC and in order to understand that I think we should take a look to the first to the very very first high profile console exclusive that uh, made a jump to PC because that was Halo, Halo Combat Evolved, the first, very first Halo that was released in 2001 for the original Xbox. It was played as one of the biggest and most important cards for the console by Microsoft. It was developed by Bungie, the original creators of Halo, for more than four years and it transformed from a um, real-time strategy game to a first-person shooter, and it instantly became an amazing game, and everybody wanted to play Halo. So, as its success grew between gamers of Xbox, a lot of players in other consoles started to take a look at that and saying, that thing looks looks pretty good, like, I, I want that game. And the first jump was made two years later after the original release of Halo Combat Evolved to Windows PC. So people started talking, right? They started saying, like, this game is nice, it's just really fun, and everyone wanted a piece of that, but it was an Xbox exclusive. However, two years later, uh, Halo was released for Mac computers and uh, Windows computers, and it was, again, another blast. It was one of the most played games at the time. So with this release and the success of it, Microsoft started seeing that there was a market to be explored in this, um, let's say, temporary exclusives. 
or games that are exclusive for consoles for a few years and then they are re-released for PC. And this strategy will be used throughout the upcoming years by Microsoft Xbox and PlayStation alike. So after Halo um, Combat Evolved's success, Microsoft decided to try its luck again with the release of Halo 2 with the exact same tactic. And guess what? It was another success. When talking about Halo 3, they decided to change things a bit because Halo 3 was released for the Xbox 360, not the original Xbox. And it was not released to PC until this month. So we're talking about a long, long time. This decision was made by Microsoft in order to gain more profit. If they kept a huge game like Halo 3 on their console as an exclusive, they would force Halo fans to buy an Xbox 360 and a copy of the game. And they have created this amazing and huge community, both on consoles and PC. Console gamers are kind of used to getting a new console every few years, but PC gamers are not. And it sounds a little bit strange, you know, because you have a PC where you can play games, but you will have to buy another console to just play Halo, because that will be the only reason why you would play um, the Xbox 360. You've been playing PC all your life, but damn, man, it's Halo 3. And Halo 3 was a big, big game. It probably is either Halo 3 or Halo Reach, the most important games in the whole Halo franchise. So using this tactic, it's obvious that the sales for the Xbox 360 were amazing. But then again, it came a new uh, generation of consoles transition and things changed again. While the Xbox One was also a commercial success, there was an issue arising. While Steam has been, you know, in the game since 2003, it was not until recently that the PC gaming hype started to arise. It was becoming more affordable to buy your own PC that would destroy any console in performance. And also, Steam's holiday sales finally started to attract gamers from all over the place. This is very important because by 2013, the summer sale become the tiebreaker for going for PC as your gaming platform. Not only was it cheaper to get your PC built, but also now the prices for games were way, way lower. So, since 2014, PC has seen a growth of around 35% in its number of players, while consoles have just grown 24% in the same period of time. It is also worth noting that the amount of PC players in 2019 was more than double the number of console players. There was also a big issue with Xbox, because we know that Halo is probably the signature uh, franchise for the company. That and like second place, top, top, like really good second place, Gears of War. But still, Halo is the selling point uh, for Microsoft. However, when Bungie decided to sell the franchise to 343 Industries, things didn't quite get along. Things were not as good as the first one, they tried to change way too much stuff. 
and um, fans didn't like it. It was a really good shooter game, but it didn't feel quite like Halo. So, you know, it was a bumpy road for, for that period of time. Halo Guardians, not bad game. Hopefully Halo Infinite's better, but um, I guess we'll see about that. But with these issues revolving the signature franchise for Xbox, people starting to not pay that much attention to the company. Seeing that, Microsoft decided to change once again its business model. They had their two big franchises, as I said, Halo and Gears of War, but they needed more players. And they did the classic war move. If you can't beat them, join them. And it was in 2016, by the hand of Rod Ferguson, the head of uh, Gears development team, that Xbox announced Play Anywhere, being Gears 4 the first title using this feature. This feature meant that if you bought a game digitally, you could be able to play that game on Xbox and on PC. It's not one or the other, that's what I'm trying to say, you know? I can download Gears 4 on my Xbox and download uh, Gears 4 on my PC. And while I cannot play at the same time, I just, I don't know, if I'm if I'm uh, game playing on my laptop and I just decided to go, I don't know, to another city for a couple of weeks, I can play with my laptop the same thing that I was playing on my Xbox. And this was obviously the big, big first step into merging consoles and PC. Other games like Cuphead, Sea of Thieves, and Forza Horizon 3 would join the party too. Now, this didn't mean that all new Xbox releases would come to PC, but it was a start. And from there, we got a lot more games released on both platforms. We got Gears 5, Forza 7, Shadow of War, Ark, Hello Neighbor, and much more games. And unsurprisingly, sales went through the roof. Microsoft was back at it again, but for how long? They were not gonna wait and just see what happened. So they made a really, really bold move and added Game Pass Ultimate in 2019. This made available a lot of games originally present on their, let's say, Netflix for games on PC. They already had uh, Game Pass, and if you don't quite um, know what Game Pass is, is you pay a subscription, like the Xbox Live subscription, and you can play the games in the Game Pass library for free for the time you get that you have that subscription. It is kind of a Netflix, but for games. And that thing only worked for the console, but as I said, in 2019, they changed it. Well, they added a feature where you could buy the um, Ultimate, uh, the Game Pass Ultimate and gain access to games also playable on PC. With this release, people went nuts because you could now pay a fraction of a game, of the price of a game monthly, and you would be able to play a lot of games because the thing is, a lot of games were also released same day on Game Pass. So if you want to play, I don't know, uh, let's say Gears 5 when it was originally released, you would have to wait for them to add it to the library. It was released the same day it was released for everyone. And this is the future, or at least it's the foreseeable future, and it is clear that Xbox was taking the lead. So probably it was around this time that PlayStation started to really, really pay attention to it. 
these moves of Xbox and, you know, started to, uh, to think about joining in. In the past, the battle was PlayStation versus Xbox. Then it was consoles versus PC. The thing is, it was now PlayStation versus PC and Xbox merged. So what they did was partner with Steam and Epic Games to launch their very first PlayStation exclusive on PC, Zero Horizon Dawn. Three years after the original release, PC gamers are getting the port for the game. It was an instant pre-order success. The market for PlayStation has opened again, and it can now compete with Xbox by joining PC. The strong lines that once divided platforms are now blurred. While PlayStation is still kind of reluctant on getting more games into PC, that will probably change after seeing the success of Zero Horizon Dawn. Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, is giving the brand a new perspective around gaming. For example, he just stated that console exclusives counter what gaming is about. The best way of creating video games is by making it available for as many people as possible. And I agree! It is great to have the chance of owning one platform and being able to play anything you want instead of buying three expensive ones. And while it seems like, let's say, a utopic future, it feels like we're getting closer and closer to it. We all know Nintendo is not really interested in merging with all platforms, but all the other platforms are. And who knows, maybe after seeing so much success, maybe Nintendo will change its way of thinking. So that will be all for today. I thank you for joining me one more week here. Next week, we will be discussing and comparing Steam and Epic Games Store. You know, we will be talking about how both of them have um, acquired a part of the PC gaming market and how they're handling their business. And also, uh, during this week, I will be releasing a review on Ghost of Tsushima. So if you're interested in it, uh, if you're interested maybe in the game and you don't want to see a gameplay because you don't want it spoiled, but you want to know if it's good, that would be the podcast podcast for you. So just stay tuned in the social media, Let's Talk VG on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and you will get all the info you want when the episode is released. So make sure not to miss that one. Cheers.